news is out finally the week was dry until yesterday on wednesday the playstation 5 showcase has concluded and they finally produced the actual price points of the ps5 playstation 5 $499.99 with the physical disc blu-ray disc drive and $399 for the digital edition of the playstation 5 as rumored because it only fits in the uh market i wasn't a lot of people actually saying, you know, with the value, I wouldn't be surprised if they do it at $5.99, but that is not the case. Um, they did not buckle down due to the Xbox Series S, whereas that one is is uh, priced at $299 um, for the Xbox Series S. So um, there has been uh, some talks about why they didn't really buckle down with that. Um, I, Ryan, I forgot his last name. Uh he pretty much stated that they're not gonna, they're not gonna sacrifice the value based on, they you know every customer wants to have the same experience for next generation and they feel that the four hundred price point for the digital edition and not being different from the actual five hundred dollar edition would work in its benefit because uh, there has been companies that released hardware that was less specked out than the premium version that hasn't worked out so well not as that's not the exact quote but that's initially what ryan was saying i've got the last name but he's a sony uh i guess pr or whatnot um um i am excited about it i really want it unfortunately the way i'm gonna save on this uh, next segment of the confusion of this whole entire cabacle of pre-orders because uh xbox did it right ps5 not so much <laughs> uh but i am looking forward to it i am going to get the 499 version because i do have discs and hopefully that should work um but something tells me that the digital versions are going to sell like hotcakes so having a, a better understand uh, having a better uh um how would i say this chance of getting the ps5 is getting the actual disc drive one even if it's a hundred dollars more um the showcase was pretty good it was actually pretty good a surprising trailer and by surprising meaning there was leaked a day before sort of as a rumor you know how that goes a day before the showcase is usually true um final fantasy 16 i am not really a good fan of old english type of back in the day medieval type of setting but introducing dragons that it's like with Infran and Shiva, they're all a little different. And it's pretty cool. I, I, I like it. And I'm probably going to switch the actual audio to Japanese. So it just feels like a Final Fantasy to me. But I'm not really usually a fan of it. Final Fantasy 16 makes me want to play that. Um, it did look good. The graphics are great. Uh, Call of Duty was a new trailer. Call of Duty Cold War. Um, that looked like some John Wick-ish. As soon as you start playing that damn game. Which is great. It's fantastic. It's usually... Uh, adrenaline rush type of feel for campaigns for call of duty which is fantastic and great the best part about it was they pulled a move from ea they, they finally did um with battlefield hardline when they introduced that game even though the game was kind of lackluster but the way they presented it and then they said you can also play it as the beta now call of duty uh cold war as soon as they showed that trail they said alpha available to pre-download tomorrow at 11 a.m eastern standard time and alpha build throughout the weekend for only playstation 5 or well, playstation sony playstation players obviously not five because it's not coming out yet but um yeah so that was great 
Um, they showed a new trailer of Resident Evil uh, um, for Village, I guess is what it's called, and which is a. Uh, it was good, nice. Uh, my kids hilariously um, and surprisingly got scared with the Freddy um, Five Nights of Freddy, and the, the, it had a screamer on it. So one of my kids freaked out. Let me tell you something: he did not have a good night's sleep. Uh, and then you had um, uh, what was another one that they showed off? Um, another uh, PlayStation Five um, initiative for PlayStation Plus members that you get. With no additional cost, day one, classics of PlayStation 4. We don't know if it's going to be taking, taking advantage of the DualSense. I don't know that. They could with a patch and the like or within the download, within the stream. We don't know if DualSense will be upgraded with these classics, but we're talking Uncharted, God of War. Um, I think Spider-Man was one of them. So pretty much all the... PlayStation Studios type of games will be available day one uh, digitally if you are a PlayStation Plus member, which that's great because again, there's a limited amount of launch launch games, and you know have more of a variety if you are a member. You know, you, you get you stick you stick into the ecosystem of the Sony PlayStation, so why not? Which was a great addition. It was good. Um, I'm trying to remember another game that was surprising. Oh yeah, yeah. What am I talking about? Spider Man. Miles Morales, that was great. Boricua, I am Puerto Rican too, so I felt good about that. They do a little salsa, a little merengue dance while he's walking through the uh, in Manhattan. It was a, uh, it was, it was cool. The graphics are great. No load times. I noticed. Um, you could kind of tell it was there, but it's smooth transition. The actual cutscenes while playing wasn't a load time, no jitters. It was the graphics are great. Um, I personally wanted extra extra graphics but i think with this new generation is more of utilizing more technology to make it seem and look more realistic with an enhancement of graphics so with the ray tracing and 120 hertz um uh, refresh rates to hdr so all this in the 3d audio will maximize the experience and obviously with the dual sense controller with it that should automatically raise up the the ante for the new generation of gaming but at the same time making it look good so um i did i did respect the spider-man game i know the kids are gonna love it i do want to see how the dual sense controller will utilize that um there's probably other games that i didn't mention but this is my opinion on it uh finally the price has been situated november 12th is primarily 80 percent of the world and then on november 19th the rest of the world so obviously within the COVID 19 issues there has been some constraints and whatnot there was actually rumors that they reduced their forecast of 14 million units pushed to 11 million units two days ago that has been debunked so they're still pushing the 14 million um uh, units but it could be because that they are shifting one week into most of the markets and then the other week the rest of the market so um yeah for the u.s market 499 physical edition and then the 399 for digital edition i i utilize that uh i knew that I seen that coming because it didn't. It wouldn't make sense if it was six hundred. But then again, based on the specs and how Xbox is is going with the market, with PlayStation, it's kind of one of those things that uh, it's only right and it builds the value from there. And you're both getting the same systems regardless of what edition you get. So it's the same console, same thing moving forward. So I am gonna try. I'm going to try to take advantage of getting that day one um i probably might be a late bloomer outlandish he's gonna try feel bad for him because he saved the money already he was gonna go in and plop down but next segment i'm gonna speak about how the 
terrible miscommunication on everybody's part and a lot of consumers, which leads to question too. A lot of consumers are out and out, you know, they're like blacked out. They're like, what the heck just happened? Now they can't get their hands on it. And then you had the issue with, so what was the deal with the uh, PlayStation uh, network ID registration for PlayStation 5? Hmm. I wonder why. So now with the pre-orders, I, I uh, stated this in a previous segment. Um, let's talk about the pre-orders. So um, as I'm going to try to recap, um, Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S, um, they announced a date and then available for pre-orders, which kind of reminds you of the iPhone. Every year the iPhone comes out, they they have an event. They said, all right, it's going to be available for pre-orders on, let's say, September 18th. And then the week following is going to be on a certain date. So it's one week pre-orders, another week release. Everyone lines up, da 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 Xbox, Microsoft, they copied that, which is great, makes sense. Sony, on the other hand, let me tell you something. For those, obviously, you've seen it. It's everywhere at this point now. The pricing has been released, as well as the dates. November 12th, release date. November 19th, everywhere else. Um, I don't know off the top of the off top of my head as far as the markets and the, and the countries, but let me tell you something. The pre-order game was horrendous. And the reason being is because um, it said... Available November 12th at select markets. There was no uh, indication of pre-orders. And then they mentioned that you're able to pre-order it depending on the um, merchants and the markets and whatnot. So we're all like, we're so conditioned with every year type of iPhone deal and possibly Androids, how it's available. And then this is how to pre-order. And then the next week it comes out. Excuse me. We're so conditioned to that. We didn't see that for Sony uh, PlayStation 5. We didn't see that at all. So based on the market. So automatically, for those that are very, very, very eager and was stubborn, stubborn, stubborn and did it yesterday, actually benefited. For those like me that assumed that the next day everything will be great. Because again, <laughs> me and you know other people could be you know conditioned to understand that they're copying the way iPhone was doing. It's stupidity of my part. It is stupidity of my part. But everybody, n- not just me, I don't want to be that guy. But there is others that were so eager, eager, stubborn, stubborn, refresh the page, refresh the page, refresh the page for that day after it was announced. And they benefited from it. I read a feed and 14 hours later and I was at 10 o'clock. So we're looking at 10 p.m. yesterday that they were able for pre-order. So Amazon, uh, uh, GameStop, um, this is so sad. Uh, let me get, let me give it to you. So Amazon, GameStop, Walmart, Target, Best Buy, they all ran out of pre-orders. But what the hell? It's supposed to be the next day. Supposed to, but I assumed. And just like what? Samuel Jackson said, he makes an ass out of you and umption. And that's what I did. So I, I messed up. Outlandish saved all the money and was waiting like that too, waiting to see if other merchants have been available. And he is technically asked out. There's no place to reserve. Now with the COVID-19 and my market around here, looks like GameStop is open until 12. I am a family man. I got things. I got virtual conferences with the kids at school. I, got, I can't. I got money to make. I can't be standing there in the line. I'm, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm going to probably drive around and see if there's a big, huge line and try it. I don't know. But GameStop says they're introducing 
introducing in-store pre-orders, but let me tell you something which irked me the most. Three days ago, there was a rumor that GameStop is utilizing third-party uh, uh, avenues to make sure people get their next-gen fix, the Xbox Series X, the Xbox Series S, as well as the PlayStation 5. The Xbox Series S and the S already have their financial uh, uh, situation called Xbox Live All Ac- Xbox All Access, but that's approval, credit approval, and whatnot. With these options that GameStop is initiating, and then some, there are other options besides credit that you can actually do, which one of them is called Quad Pay, Carla, I think it's called. And then there's some lease to own options. So there's other ways to get the 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 actual system. But he, get this. I got that email at like 7.53 a.m. today when everything was pretty much game over. And game over before 3 a.m. Because usually if it's 12 o'clock, that's going to be released of any sort of thing. We're three, way, three ways out. Three hours out. I'm at the East Coast. It's 3 a.m. for every freaking thing. From a preload, download, to a game release digitally. It's always going to be 3 a.m. for me. So... With the pricing, you would think the pre-orders would be live on 12 and then for me, 3 a.m., but it wasn't the case. It was actually 10 o'clock p.m. yesterday with no nothing to announce at that point. Until then, it was all game over. And now GameStop is going to say, hey, look, there's other options to get something that we can't stock because the popularity is so big and because you assumed, haha, you're, you're assed out. So I'm screwed. Their pre-order, it was a pre-order mess. And they did it They did it in a way that it was 2000, uh, 2013. They shouldn't have. They should have copied what Xbox did and say, available here, pre-orders available here. So then at least everybody would go for it. The, the, the merchants would be able to prepare for the onslaught, more reports of the shipments. Now I'm afraid if I go to GameStop, 5 is going to be there as sold. And the rest is going to be all pre-orders or whatever they get. So I'm, I'm stuck. I don't even think I'm going to get this in the day on the launch day or even... A month after, which is sad. Very, 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 very sad. Call me a PlayStation fanboy, but shit. Even uh, Xbox Series X and S, it's easier to get, but the stock will be... I wouldn't. I think they're going to be a lot of Xboxes X and Ss because, you know, they're going to have to push. And it's making it a, l- a lot easier. I know the S is going to sell well. The PlayStation 5 Digital Edition, I think, is going to sell well because it's cheaper and it's only digital which could put a threat on the GameStop and those that sell discs for games. But I'm going for the physical because I have previous games that could be backwards compatible technically. Um, yeah, or do I want it? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm stuck. I got to see. Maybe if I just go for the digital one, I can go for the digital and stick with digital. It's easier to load. I can easily remote play if they have it. Hint, hint, wink, wink. I hope they announce that. But PS5 pre-order mess sucks, man. And it sucks because it's not just me, it's others as well, or parents that's out there trying to get it for their kids and they come to realize that, oh yeah, it's like the iPhone, because they don't really dive into it. I looked at it, but I wasn't paranoid enough to go ahead and refresh, 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 because the market is just keen to announcing the date of release and a date of pre-order, and you would think, and then you would think the uh, the merchants will have emails an hour after saying, hey, the new PlayStation 5 has been announced to reveal pre-order now. They had none of that. My email was super dry. My email was super dry. Like an unturned on chick. Super dry. And then now in the morning, I get it. Through the feeds, not through my email. Just from GameStop telling me I could have it make it easier to, to pay. And then everything else is game over. Hey, look, this is a game reserve. By the way, poop, nope. We sent it like, you know, 15 hours late, but whatever. Cool. Ha <laughs> Shop at Best Buy. Makes no... It's, I'm, I'm, I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed, but... The show goes on, man. I'm going to try to see what I can do. Oh, man. As you know, the PS5 showcase just happened. And, man, it was good. Like, I I think it was really good, in my opinion. Like, oh, my God. And the way it started off, 
Oh my God. I was so happy about this. So they started off with the reveal of Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. Pretty awesome. <clears throat> and it's going to be a console exclusive to the PS5, which is actually pretty cool also. Looks <clears throat> looks great. Very dark. Like, it seems like it's going to be dark, a lot darker than the other Final Fantasy games. It's like what they were showing in the trailer, you know, a lot of blood, a lot of, like, killing and stuff. A lot of, like, seems like it's going to be some traumatizing stuff happening with the kid with the, with the kid and all that. So, it seems like a lot of things are going to go down. And this is what I'm thinking first, because when, when I first saw the trailer, I was thinking... What is this? Is going to be some kind of new expansion pack for Final Fantasy fourteen? Because I'm getting strong Final Fantasy fourteen vibes. Like it seems like the world, like the way everyone looks, it's giving me very strong Final Fantasy fourteen vibes. So I don't know if it's going to take place in the same world as it. It could be possible. <clears throat> I don't know. We will find out more because you know they just showed the first trailer. It's the first time they showed it, so it could be. We don't know. Um, for what they showed, they showed Ifra, I believe they showed, what I believe was Shiva. Ifra looks freaking amazing. Like, and the battle system looks great. It looks like it's going to be nice and flowy style, similar to, you know, Final Fantasy Remake. So, love that, because I love the Final Fantasy VII Remake battle system. So, this one looks very promising. No release date. It's probably not going to come out for a bit because they just showed it and usually Final Fantasy games like to take their time. So I'm not even expecting maybe the earliest late next year, early 2022. So who knows? I'm excited that that was shown. And then, of course, they also shown Spider-Man Miles Morales. And yeah. Looks fantastic. Loved how it started off representing, you know, the Spanish with the Boricua, you know, right in there. Loved that. It was fantastic that they showed that. Like, you know, because, you know, he's of Spanish descent, so it's nice to see that. So I love that. And the way that started off. And then, of course, they got into the whole bridge situation where they showed gameplay. And looks fantastic looks like it's gonna play exactly how the spider-man for the ps4 played and that game was amazing so i'm excited for this one looks fantastic looks like it's gonna play fantastic so i'm sure it's gonna be no problem and of course it's gonna be a launch title so that's gonna help with the ps5 it's gonna be fantastic it's gonna it's gonna sell for by itself for fifty, and then it's gonna come packed in also in a special edition where it's gonna come packed in with the Spider Man, PS Four edition you know made for the PS Five for seventy dollars. So I think that's good, and so I'm excited. And it was also announced that it will be coming out for the PS Four also. So it's it's nice. I like that. So I'm happy about that. And then of course you know the next thing they showed. I'm not gonna lie, looks good, even though I'm a little iffy on the subject matter because you know with situation with the author. But you know, whatever. Um, the Harry Potter. Um the basically the Hogwarts game. Hogwarts Legacy. Looks like it's gonna be an open world place that takes place in the world of Hogwarts a hundred years before the whole Harry Potter situation. I'm not gonna lie, looks great. Who knows what's gonna happen. I believe we got a day's going to be coming out next year. Didn't give you the exact day of when, but 
looks like looks looks pretty decent. Of course, they show they gotta show the Black Ops, you know, because that's coming out. Black Ops Cold War. I'm not gonna lie, looks fantastic. I love the fact that they use the whole RC car thing to try to get into the plane and use that, you know, as a bomb, and that looked fantastic. So. The game looks great. Not my type. You know, I'm sure Killer West loves those type of games because he always does, but it looks good. I'm not even going to deny that. It looks fantastic. And, of course, one of the ones I'm mostly excited for is Village Resident Evil. You know, Resident Evil 8. Looks fantastic. Like, I'm excited for that game. Resident Evil is one of my favorite horror series games. Six wasn't the best, five wasn't the best, seven was amazing, so hopefully eight will follow in seven footsteps and keep it that route, because it looks fantastic. Um, it's coming out in 2021 also, no idea when exactly, I'm sure it'll be probably closer to the end of the year of next year. Looks fantastic, so I'm excited. And then of course the other game that was originally supposed to come out this year, but then got delayed, we got the new delay called the uh, killer loop death loop come and looks like it's going to be coming out quarter two of next year they showed more gameplay looks fun love the whole aspect of time changing you could pretty much time change and change how things are going to happen so you'll be able to you know kill your targets much quicker okay your targets in the same exact place what they were showing in the trailer looks Looks great. Love the art style. Like, the art style is what's getting me. So this one could be fun, even though it's not my type of game. But I might try it just because of the art style. So that's one that looks pretty cool. Then, of course, they showed Oddworld Soulstorm. Looks fantastic. Like, I'm a huge fan of Abe's World game. I was a huge fan of the first few. So I'm excited about this one. Looks fantastic. Looks like it's going to be a lot more intense than the other ones, but it still looks like it's going to focus on the whole like platforming puzzling, which is which is great. Excited for this one. So can't wait till that comes out. And then, of course, they show Demon Souls on gameplay, the remaster of Demon Souls. It's going to be a PS5 launch title, which is pretty cool going to be a full price at 70 bucks which is i would say not so cool because you know it's a remaster which means it looks fantastic it looks gorgeous but i mean it's the same game we played back in the ps3 but i'm not gonna say anything like that looks fantastic and they also showed some games that's going to be out for the ps plus for the ps5 collection it's going to come out with some of the major hits some of the major hits they showed was the god of war last the last of us it loot and so much more uncharted 4 it's going to be you know pretty much playable and a nice nice ps5 up graphics um up the resolution and all that look they're going to be great and it's coming out right on launch as long as you have a ps playstation plus account which if you needed to play online anyway so pretty much everyone has it if, as long as you have a playstation so not shocked on that um and yeah, and then of course, at the end, that's when they showed that price. And yeah, it's exactly what we was thinking, and I'm happy for what it is. 500 for the disc version, 400 for the disc for the digital version. Comes out November 12th. Fantastic. And of course, <laughs> the pre-orders, which was supposed to be start today for what they said, started yesterday got freaking sold out in like two seconds so that's another story i'll i'll be getting it and i know i will i just 
have to figure out a way how to do that. Has to be this year because I do want it. Then, of course, they end the day, the stream, with a little sneak logo peek of the new sequel to God of War, God of War Ragnarok, which they say is coming out in 2021. That was hype. That was great. The one that came out for the PS4 was amazing. So this one, I'm sure, is going to be amazing. No gameplay. It was literally just a title screen. So they're very early. So they said it's going to be coming out 2021. I'm not expecting it to come out then. Maybe like late 2021, early 2022. But that is something to be excited about. So I would say overall, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. A lot of great games they showed. A lot of... Like, the Final Fantasy 16 got me by surprise. Freaking love that. So, I'm happy. And Nintendo added again with another Direct. It was a Direct Mini. And it was a third-party showcase. So, it was the partner showcase. So, it's not like Nintendo titles. There are, you know, Nintendo-linked titles. You know, titles that are coming out for the system that's not made by Nintendo themselves. And wow, the way they first started off, I got super excited. Let's just say this whole thing was very to my heart. You'll know why. Pretty. So they started off with, you know, all the big creatures and stuff. So, of course, the first thing I was thinking of is a Monster Hunter. And yeah, a new Monster Hunter game, Monster Hunter Rise. Looking fantastic. The creatures look fantastic. The world looks fantastic. Everything looks, you know, gigantic. The weapons, of course, gigantic. The creatures, gigantic. You know, how Monster Hunter's supposed to be. And I'm just like, ooh, so excited about this game. It's coming out March 26th of next year. Not too. That's not too far along. It's actually going to be an early title, so it's nice to have, you know, a nice little Capcom title like that coming out early next year for Switch. So... I'm excited about that. And then, of course, another one was announced, which got me, let's just say, a little more excited because I like this type of style and the way it looks and everything. Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin. The art style, it's a cel-shaded type of style. Kind of reminds me of, like, the Tales of series. And, man, looks it looks great. And it gives me that, you know, that old-style JRPG vibes, which love. It looks like it's probably going to be a mixture of Monster Hunter with more of the JRPG style. The first game came out for the DS back in the 2017. So if it's anything similar to that, that would be pretty awesome. Comes out summer of next year. They didn't give it an exact month, but summer of next year is actually pretty good. So that one got me excited. Like, like I said, I love those type of styles. And then, of course, they showed a new game called Fitness Boxing 2. It's going to be similar to the first one. It's going to, you know, have a couple of extra instructors. You'll be able to dress them up how you want to, you know, customize them how you want to. And, you know, do some moves, which I think is fantastic for especially, you know, what's, what's going on with the quarantine and everything. Everyone has gained some pounds, me including, that I need to, you know. Something like this is always fun. I like things like that. You know, keep it interesting so it's not boring. So love Love that they're releasing that. That's actually coming out in December this year. So the 4th of December, which is fantastic. And that looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. And then this next one, which kind of shocked me because this literally came out of nowhere. Totally wasn't expecting this. This guy, uh, 6, is coming out for the Switch. And it looks like it's going to be a Switch exclusive. 
Disgaea 6, Defiance of Destiny. Oh, man. Looks fantastic. Looks, you know, exactly like a Disgaea game. It's going to be exclusive. And pretty much the main character, he gets stronger the more he dies. Pretty much because he's like a zombie. So the more times he dies, the more stronger he gets. And, of course, with this type of game, like, the amount of damage you could do is, like, ridiculous amounts. And the amount of levels you could grow is ridiculous. You could grow into 99 million, 999, no, it's like 99,999,999 level, which is, it's this guy. It's what they do. It's over the top. The writing looks like it's going to be great. I'm excited for this one. Comes out summer of 2021 also. So, excited about that one. And I love the fact that it's, like I said, it's exclusive. So, that's awesome. And then they showed another one, which is uh, pretty much a sh- the Chicago Mob game, where they showed last time, which is called Empire of Sin. We actually finally got a re- release date. It's going to be a strategy RPG game, which looks pretty cool. Like, the whole fact that strategy RPG with the... Chicago Mobsters takes place in 1920s. It's very different, but looks pretty cool. Comes out December of this year, so that was a good. Nice little shocking that that's actually coming out this year. Um, Hades, which is the game by the same makers who did Transistor and Bastion. That just come out today, which is fantastic. Looks like that's going to be... That looks a lot of fun. And, of course, that was show last time, so... And then, of course, one of my favorite games that I'm most excited about, Bala and Wonderworld, by the same makers who did, you know, who created Sonic the Hedgehog and Knights from Knights of the Knights game from the Sega Saturn. That game is coming out March 26th of next year, and they showed some more gameplay. Love the colors, love the gameplay, and they also showed that this is going to be co-op, so you'll be able to play with your friend, which I think is fantastic that they're adding co-op to a game like this. Love it. So I'm excited about that. And then, of course, they showed another game, Rune Factory 5. Comes out next year. Definitely giving me some Harvest Moon vibes, which I'm a huge fan of the Rune Factory series. It's pretty much like a Harvest Moon type of game, but with more JRPG elements. Of course, what they showed in the beginning with the whole trailer. It looks like a freaking anime kind of opening, which I freaking love. The song was good, too. Um, like I said, you garden, you, you know, could get married, you could fight the enemies and all that. So pretty much it's like Harvest Moon, but with more JRPG elements, which excited comes out next year. Also didn't give an exact date. And then of course, which I'm excited about, they showed this at the end as, you know, the big thing, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. You know, the second Ori game, originally coming out for the Xbox, is coming out for the Switch today. So that's awesome. That's coming out. And it's also going to have a physical copy where it's going to have the first two games, along with a nice little case and collectors, which is something, you know, I like doing. So I'll probably be getting that. So this actually was a pretty good one. It was pretty good for someone that's like, you know, to have like the major Nintendo. And of course, it seems like... You know, Nintendo hasn't been saying much things like the past couple of months. And all of a sudden, these past like month, month and a half, they've been giving out all these new news, which I'm loving this. It's like we got some great titles coming out this year. Got some great titles coming out next year. 
who knows if they're going to have a freaking another announcement. And of course, the new Mario game is coming out tomorrow on the 18th, which is pretty awesome that that's coming out too. So seems like Switch is actually doing pretty good, and I'm pretty excited about it. So here's some news you want to hear, kind of. Epic vs. Apple, an update on that. Uh, recently, Epic filed a, um, an op- uh, well, not opposition, um, countersuit to pretty much force Apple to put Fortnite back on the map. That didn't work because Apple filed a countersuit against that and a 35-page uh, page opposition. And pretty much stating in quote, courtesy of Engadget.com, Epic started the fire and poured gasoline on it and now asked this court for emergency assistance in putting it out. Even though Epic can do it itself in an instant by simply adhering to the contractual terms that have prof- profitably governed its relationship with Apple for years. Um, you know, putting back, taking out the actual payment method and and adhering to the guidelines, they'll be right back at the app store. But unfortunately, Epic sees that as, you know, giving up and surrendering and waving a white flag where their their stance at this point now is to uh, stand up to Apple in this conglomerate anti-competitive nature uh, and be the voice of other developers that have faced this scrutiny through Apple's 30% cut. For those that are aware, peep our previous episodes that we would actually, uh, that gives you a summary of what Epic vs. Fortnite is all about. Summary, Apple went ahead and got rid of Epic because Epic violated its contractual terms by putting another different payment method and giving the customers another option to uh, to pay cheaper uh, on the V-Bucks that they sell on a Fortnite game. Um, that's the, pretty much the wrap of that. But again, check the episodes to more get to get more indefinite. But um, September 23rd is where Mac now will not get any updates for the Fortnite game. And those that have Fortnite on the Mac will only play the previous season that has been released, which is pretty much before the Nexus War uh, for the Fortnite. So it's unfortunate for those that have Mac systems. It's been very un- unfortunate for Apple, uh, for the iPhone users, and Apple is still gung-ho about saying, no, they need to go ahead and fix their ish because, to be honest with you, uh, this is not the way to go and you're hurting your customers. So it's, it's just like a back-and-forth type deal. Uh, Apple did include this as well in quote, the lawsuit appears to be a part of a marketing campaign designed to revigorate interest in Fortnite. To be completely honest with you, that's a, that's bullshit. Uh, and I, I rarely swear in this, but that's bullshit. It's really bull. That's reaching. That's what I call in, in quote reaching. Nah. Fortnite has been a powerhouse and has been booming, but just because Apple has all these apps and then games on the app store and it has this Apple Arcade, of course, it's going to try somewhat to downplay Fortnite like they got some big wig uh, companies, but that is completely uh, stupid of them to even say to reignorate interest of Fortnite. There's still Fortnite being everybody loves Fortnite. Everybody's, you know, like if you have a system where you have something that's not going to come on Fortnite, that's questionable. That's questionable. Um, this is the update right now going towards September 28th, which is the uh, another official ruling of Fortnite versus Apple. So to see where it goes. Because, uh, you know, Epic is trying to have Apple force them to put Fortnite back on the map. And that's not the case. And Apple does have a clear argument that does make sense. And, yes, there is customer base and money being lost on Epic's side because of this move. But technically it's from Epic's side that has that pushed it, you know. But it is something that in hopes Epic can get the judge to oversee and look over of what Apple's policies and guidelines are and what that entails for other developers because it's not just again it's not just epic that's dealing with this you know this it's 
it's pretty apparent that other companies, you know, aka Microsoft, the initial podcast developers that went with podcasting first, and then there was a rumor slash uh, uh, backtrack on a mail app that was free, but then forced them to add a payment options so they can make money out of it. So it's kind of odd, but you know, take it how you want it. But this is the update, and no, there's been a, it's been, a, it started off a dry week. But then with the PS5 showcase came out, that was bonkers. The pre-order terribleness is bonkers. And then you have this. So I'll leave you, I'll leave you with that. You know, any updates, you'll, you'll hear from me first. And it's official from Sony's mouth. PlayStation 5 will not be backwards compatible with PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, and PlayStation 3 games. For those that are gamer boomers, as it were, I guess, and we ain't talking about Atari and the NES or the Super NES, we ain't talking about any of those. We're talking about that big-ass library of PlayStation 2 and whoever owns that PlayStation 2 and then getting the PS3 and living the hopes that we will have backwards compatibility with all those damn games of PS2. And unfortunately, rare PS3 models, which is pretty much the first batches from the 60 gig to the 80 gig Metal Gear Solids to the 20 gig. Uh, that is the only backwards compatible systems, and from then on, it was just it disappeared, and we were just venting and venting and venting and venting and venting, and they just didn't didn't listen to us. Sony didn't listen to us, and we were getting familiar with backwards compatibility, and it was questionable with the Xbox and the Xbox 360, and depending on the hard drive, you needed the hard drive to be backwards compatible because it was kind of an emulator type deal, and it was just all it was gonna be it was smooth, you know. Uh, Outlandish has the old school. Um, PlayStation 3 model, which is backwards compatible. Uh, J Bone Podcast, he's got that. Uh, he's got a um, authentic PlayStation 3 backwards compatible PlayStation 2. But you know, it would have been cool if the PS4 and enlighten me. Actually, does the PS4 play PS3 games? I don't know. I don't think so. Now that I think about it. But then, I, when you buy a new system, you get it for the system. You get it for the actual games in the system. And you always want to keep the other previous consoles, just in case you have fan favorites. Um, luckily enough, the PS5 does play backwards compatible with the PlayStation 4, up to 9%, a.k.a. Jim Ryan said so. Um, so, that is that is good. Um, that's really good. So, that is, a, is, is showing the, the market of the PS4 not dying down, but it's still be compatible if you got a PlayStation 5. So, you can... You know, run if somebody has a digital copy on a PlayStation PlayStation Four, you can run that and then have the disc for PlayStation Five and play, which is cool. I, I I do like that, so I'm glad they introduced at least from the last gen of backwards compatibility. And we ain't gonna sit in and talk about a future proof about PlayStation Six, okay? We ain't gonna sit in and see who's gonna be backwards compatible with PlayStation Five, so we don't know. But it is a sad, sad, sad uh, part that PlayStation One, Two, and Three will not be supported backwards compatible wise. Funny part. Uh, funny you should know this, and uh, I didn't really realize, and I don't even think it really was pushed out like that as a feature, but PlayStation 1 games were completely backwards compatible, even after uh, the PS3 didn't have the backwards compatible emulator chip type deal. So whatever PS3 uh, uh, system that wasn't backwards compatible could still play PlayStation 1 games, which is pretty cool. That was cool. Yeah, so it is official. So for those that are very, uh, very in denial, you know, it's it's a given. PlayStation Five will play PlayStation Four games, but PlayStation Five will not play PS Three, PS Two, and PS One games. Tier 